0: Flushcare.com slash Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film
1: podcast. I'm David Reed. This is Marek Larwood. Hello, listeners. Good morning or good evening or good afternoon. Or goodbye. Yeah, for people who've hated it already, yeah, yeah goodbye. Man, that's enough. Done. I've listened to six seconds of that and it was bullshit done. Oh, I hate them. <laughs> I hate them so much. They just sound like pricks, didn't they do anything?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. That first guy especially, but then when that second guy started talking, that was just enough for me. Can I'm you... done.
1: Yeah, oh, one dickhead, and then you think you've hit Max dickhead. You then... think you've hit rock bottom, and then two dickheads. <sighs> what is this?
0: What is this? This is a film podcast where we talk absentmindedly about movies that we've seen, and and a lot of the time movies we haven't seen as well. What do you mean? Well, we might speculate wildly about what's on at the cinema, or talk
1: about you just go. Oh, have you seen that? And you go no. If you want to listen to two men in their thirties in a room talking, you've come <laughs> to the right bloody place.
0: Got to the right place. Uh, we've seen some films in uh, the cinema this week. Uh, favorite home of films. What did the you? Cinema. Do you want to talk about yours first? Sure, sure. I went to see a film called Frank. What's it about? Frank is, um, well, well, interestingly, uh, it is loosely uh, based upon the life of Frank Sidebottom, who is a character um, uh, played by a comedian called Chris Seavey, yes. and uh, you appear to have lost something.
1: I'm checking that my phone's off.
0: It's behind you there.
1: Okay, right, go, carry <laughs> on, sorry, yeah, done it.
0: Frank Sidebottom, who was a character from uh, the Manchester era, I guess, of uh, British culture, who was a northern comic with a big uh, papier-mâché head, who did stuff. Um, And this is nothing to do with him. But Michael Fassbender plays the character with that head on. But this is a fictional biography of an American uh, avant-garde musician.
1: It's not about Frank Sidebottom. Nothing about him at all. Because we used to have he Frank Sidebottom would do not make a George Formby type change yeah, to yeah. make songs. Me nope. and my brother used to listen to him are quite funny, weird, weird songs. Yeah, so they've just yeah. they've just taken the head of Frank Sidebottom no, Well they haven't. John
0: Ronson, who used to be keyboardist for Frank Sidebottom okay. and wrote a book uh, that is a completely fictional life of Frank Sidebottom but is sort of embodying the spirit of the character mm. um and this film is based upon that book. Um, And Ronson's uh, co-written the screenplay as well. So it's one of those things where it's a complete fiction, but is sort of trying to evoke the spirit of someone rather than the facts about them. Automatically,
1: I want to hate it. It's brilliant.
0: It's really good. It's got
1: mixed reviews though, right? Yeah, it
0: has. I mean, I I really loved it. It's got so much heart in it. Um, Frank Frank is played by... um, Michael Fassbender, as I've mentioned, um, Maggie Gyllenhaal is his uh, in his band, and that Gleason guy who isn't Brendan Gleason, who's who was in that about time. Yeah, about in the time traveling uh, Richard Curtis film.
1: Is his name Fergal, isn't it? Yeah,
0: <laughs> something like that, isn't it? Um, he he plays John, who is the lead character, who is a wannabe musician who can play the keyboards and uh, serendipitously ends up in a situation where he can join this band. Domino Grayson. Dom. Thank you. Anyway, he joins them and uh, is taken on this sort of whirlwind voyage in crazy people that ev- evokes really the sort of uh, the mental headspace and the, the methods of people like uh, Don Van Bleak, Captain Beefheart and um, Daniel Johnson it's very like have you seen the documentary The Devil and Daniel Johnson about no. a contemporary of Kurt Cobain and all that lot who was genuinely mentally ill But and it's all about that but it's, it's a really quirky little film and it's
1: really fun really fun it's funny. not perfect it is funny I, I laughed out loud a fair few times um, Is that Donald Gleason really annoying? Because he annoyed the shit out of me in about it, in about
0: time. He ple- he isn't annoying. He's sort of perfectly cast. He plays this character who so wants to be interesting but isn't, and that's sort of his fatal flaw. This character that he wants to be as the kind of person that people follow, and and are mystified by and find attractive and interesting. He wants like, to, like me, like you. He wants to be you, but with a Styrofoam head on. Right, not far off. Not far off, um, and uh, and he just can't be, and that's his, that's his ultimate frustration. So he, so in his frustration, he keeps trying to control everything, and it's a really, I think actually quite a, uh, I think it's a unique story. I've not seen that before, but it's very well done. At times, it is a bit too on the nose with its. Uh, screenplay structure dialogue where it's a bit too. This is exactly what is happening in the screenplay, and I'm saying it out loud at this time, only once or twice. But it's it's lovely as a as a film
1: from the trades. It just seems like some people mucking around in a hut in the country. That's mostly
0: it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's evoking um, a famous story about Captain Beefheart, where he just locked his band away um, until they finished the album, however long that took, and so he was a madman really in a lot of ways but mm. they all have to embrace it um, but there's a there's a running thing how the keyboardists always go insane and then try to kill themselves oh, okay. <laughs> uh, it's got a dark streak to it as well who
1: directed it, who made it
0: yeah. I'm trying to remember now I'll have to look it up I'm afraid um, I wasn't uh, familiar with their
1: stuff were there lots of people in the cinema when you were watching it no, there were about 8 of us did think people laugh out
0: loud. Yeah, they liked it. They liked it. Lenny Abrahamson. Okay. Uh he did Adam and Paul. What Richard did. If you've heard of that. Um No, I don't know his stuff. But uh what I did find fascinating cuz I didn't know Frank Sidebottom's story. I, he was sort of before my time or he passed me by and I I've only heard sort of you know, I, I know him sort of by reputation, but I'd never seen any of his stuff. Yeah. But I didn't know much about the man. So when it got to this thing about a band, I was like, "Oh, this isn't this isn't what I thought I knew." But okay. And all the way going through, like you often get with biographies or things based on true stories, you want to know more about the tr- the truth of it. Okay. It was only afterwards that I looked it up and went, "Oh, the the,
1: the entire thing's a fiction." That's that's amazing. <laughs> Do you feel it is a bit weird for the memory of him if someone. Made a David Reed film. What, and he, it was about a trapeze artist. What? Who constantly, it was, uh, he constantly shuts it was, himself. He, yeah, well, would you would be, be annoyed? And he would be what, like, oh, Marek's writing this thing about David Reed. And what, then we'll go, oh, that, yeah, he's a trapeze artist. If that, that shits shitting
0: himself. trapeze artist really did embody the spirit of me in some way, in some part of me, I am really at heart a shitting trapeze artist, then fair enough, I'd say. You wouldn't
1: mind, everyone would be talking about Dave. Oh, Dave Reed, that's a guy that... Um... All films are fictions, all stories are fictions. Some of you know, you use yeah, fiction to this tell this is the like trip. a liberal person. That's true. Argument.
0: I mean, it's, he gave it his blessing before he died as well. That's what they say. Well, that's what John Jesus, Ronson said. Have say. they got that recorded in evidence? Well, John Ronson, as the keyboardist who desperately wants to be the other guy but can't be and is now writing a story about him that's a fiction. I mean, it's we are going to make
1: up this. If, if, I hope you don't, but if something bad happens and you and I write a film about you I'm going to say oh David Reed gave me his blessing <laughs> and I quote this podcast well I don't
0: and I'm saying it right no, now this is said, now you
1: just said a minute ago I said so if, if your body the spirit shit you can does evoke my spirit in yeah. some way and I'll just say yeah yeah it's exactly it is exactly whoever plays it exactly okay. what he's like okay um what another thing I thought
0: was interesting was when I was listening you hear the band playing their songs and I go I really like that. I wonder what the original was like. Same song, um, yeah. Because you know, it's obviously the actors singing it and playing it. And there is no original. The actors wrote a song, wrote the songs that were playing. That that is Michael Fassbender singing it, and those are his lyrics. <laughs>
1: like it's like that's amazing. Is he really that talented, Fassbender? I'm fascinated to see.
0: it. Oh, he's really fascinating. Fascinated. He is really good in this. He's, it's uh... no, I, I really enjoyed it. It's not a perfect film, but it is a very enjoyable one.
1: A good date film. Yeah? Why? I just imagine it's sort of a, it seems like a quite a middle of the road is film. Is that what you think take. about
0: Donald Gleason as the sort of middle of the road date film? I man. just
1: th- he's the new. T- you know, the British cinema has its favourites, a sort of in between. Why? Well, I'm a bit bitter, because mm. so I'm only no, you ever going to get uh, <laughs> uh, character parts. So I think people just have these people who think, oh, I think, are pretty average and they just get all the parts and everything he seems to be the new face of British stuff really it's only the second thing he's done and this yeah, is a very yeah but still this is mate. a very
0: outsider indie. yeah oh. but still ok well, I think you need to just email that guy meet up and have it out with him and Domhnall
1: Gleeson yeah um, I met an ag actor who was oh, oh, no you didn't <laughs> yes I did who said he was who talk- just did a bit with Brendan Gleeson his dad because he was really moody so I met Brendan just Gleason hearsay, and he was lovely. Just base everything on hearsay that someone yeah. met someone on a bad day, use that judge that person. Oh, Don, Donald Gleason's in um, Harry bloody, Potter. I bet he's in Bloody Everything. Oh, he's one of the Weasleys. He's brothers, one of isn't the he? Weasleys. Yeah,
0: they'll get everywhere. There you go. He's the uh, he's the uptight Weasley who tries to control everything.
1: So he. Oh, well, we where he got the casting. Yeah, probably. Just need to get one job and it will happen for you. That's what I keep saying to myself. Just get one job.
0: Um, Can I play the shitting trapeze artist? Then I'll get all the shitting trapeze artist g- um, gigs.
1: No, but you only put to play that if I die, and you think that's a fair representation of me. Okay. Well, I'll play you as a
0: shitting trapeze artist. Is this now a mutual pact?
1: <laughs> well, no. You've got to think. You can't say that. That I'm. That's if you think that's the best representation of me. Shitting. Just. just oh, Japanese artist, that's fine. So I'm signing because I'm looking on the internet, and for some reason, this kicks on uh, my computer. <laughs> a tony and Guy Every guy time, I, look, every time I click on my computer, a Tony and Guy fashion account comes up, and I think it's quite another one. <laughs> What's happening? I'm bored. I don't want a Tony and Guy. Uh, what have you, you clicked
0: on to enter into there? On I'm an
1: IMDb, and for some reason, what I've clicked on is somehow associated itself with Tony and Guy.
0: What happens when I click on IMDb?
1: This might be some sick joke. And now it's happening again! I can't get rid of I want to read out our listeners' letters, but Tony and Guy are haunting my computer.
0: IMDb uh, brings up Kindle Fire Fire uh, advert for me. They want to sell me tablets.
1: I can't work out. It's con- my computer's a Tony and Guy virus. Um, so... Uh, what how many days would you give it then
0: i think i'd give it 8 i i i really enjoyed
1: it and it stayed with me
0: in a sort of um good way it's um it's an odd film it's a it's an it is an odd film it's not a mainstream film at all but it is it is it's got a lot of
1: heart in it sounds nice sounds real nice mm um i've got a letter here just while we're talking about um we finished talking about <laughs> yeah i'm done yeah while we're talking about um, to P's artist, a few weeks ago we, we talked about a film, Bumboats, a Walter Mitty. That's right, yeah, Bumboats. Uh, here's the letter. Um, I'm just going to do it normal, because we've got quite a few. Thank you for emailing in, by the way. It says, Dear Marek, David and Buddy, long-time listener, first time emailer-inner. First off, Bumboats, which you floated, see what I did there, as a possible spin-off to Mitty, in which the eponymous hero gets repeatedly violated by Russian sailors. A bumboat is a legitimate thing. It is a small boat used to ferry supplies from the mainland to a larger boat at anchor. In the Gilbert and Sullivan operetta HMS Pinafore, the character Little Buttercup is described as a bumboat woman. Ah! The most disturbing portrayal of Little Buttercup, Buttercup is that given by Matt Damon in Robert De Niro's C.I. epic The Good Shepherd. It is also possible to get bumboat excursions in Singapore, and it's an email and a link if anyone wants to go. Go on a bumboat tour. Just look up city t- citytours.sg/bumboat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, little buttercup,
2: dear little buttercup.
1: As you will see, the word bumboat has a long and honourable history, and not just as a vehicle in which a uh, bensile, nobsense list by horny ruskies Although after Mitty, it will be a fitting punishment. <laughs> Thank you, Martin Alcock, um, and he's nicely put in a lot of pictures which no one will be able to appreciate on this email we've got a lot of Walter Mitty um, uh, reaction I went to see Walter Mitty and really slagged it off uh, Ryan Goodyear has, has emailed in would you like to he's from Jersey and uh, the Channel Islands but currently lives in Auckland, New Zealand he would like however the accent of the, the New Jersey let's say the shore what? New Jersey. I can't accent. do a New Jersey accent. Okay, just do uh, Channel Islands then. <laughs> oh yeah, my <laughs>
0: off-the-peg Channel Islands accent. I've, you need to. He be means in... New Jersey as in
1: uh, American New Jersey, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, like the Bon Jovi album. Choicy. It's like that, isn't you, it? You, you do it then, you can do it then. No, I can't we really two in a row. Yeah, you can. I've okay. been talking about on, Frank a lot. You Here do New go. Jersey accent. Here's the Ryan Goodyear. Bada bing, bada boo. What's yours? I just paused the podcast 1.30 to send you my letter. Up, my first letter.
0: <coughs> really have to focus
1: to understand. With thoughts on the secret life of Walter Mitti. <laughs> it's going a bit Russian there. It's nonsense. It's nonsense, Merrick, I concur. It was a 440 minute advert in the sense that it looked nice, it attempted to sell, but ultimately meant nothing. Like yourselves, I haven't read the source, but you get the impression that the flights of imagination have more importance and said more about the man than they did in the film. I like Christian Wig, surely said Wig in red close brackets, but felt that Walter should reassess his sexuality and life choices as he immediately got trem- on tremendously well with Mr. E. Harmony, who w- was. Mr. Uh, well, Mr. E-Harmony was immensely makes sense, <laughs> enriched and positively challenged by every phone call not one for Hollywood though I give it five Ryans he also said he watched Up- Upstream Colour uh, watch Upstream Colour and let me know what it's all about watched it this weekend and I'm confident I understood half brilliant ideas, wonderful opening in 20 minutes though um, Upstream Colour is the second film with Shane Carruth who we reviewed Primer, which is one of the oh, yes. m- most mental films. Yeah. Uh, it's about t- time travel. And upstream colour. He shot on just like a GH2, which is the same camera as you've got, David. Oh, wow. A really low-budget thing. So I will watch that soon. Um, so he also hated... Automity. <laughs> uh, uh, but there's another email about Automity. It's a popular topic. I'll
0: read this one.
1: Yeah, this is from... He's the member before. I like this guy. Canaan... Galen G-
0: Grawl, Galen Grawl, whose accent is... Um, um, It's like a barbarian, isn't it?
1: Yeah, barbarian.
0: Okay.
2: Hey, guys. Specifically, Marrick the Cynical. I happened to watch Walter Mitty right before Podcast 130 and couldn't disagree more with Marrick's review. The movie's message isn't about running away on holiday when you lose your job... It's about the death of romanticism. They actually show on screen how careful Walter is with money and also say he hasn't been anywhere ever. After 16 years working at Life, you'd think he'd have money saved up if he's never used it for a holiday. But he doesn't because they have to sell the piano. But then he gets what is obviously a hefty
0: severance check too. I'm not even a quarter of the way through this. My voice is going to be killed by
1: doing this. That's the uh, sacrifice. I mean, we should say spoilers. Spoilers, <laughs> yeah. Walter Mitty spoilers. Anyway, it's another way of showing Walter is a
2: part of the old way of things. He clearly doesn't use credit cards, whereas massive credit debt is a scourge in younger people today. Yep. Yeah. He also had an old flip mobile phone, like he got one once, but isn't interested in keeping up with the Joneses. And sure, there's product placement, like there is in everything. 24 would have only had two series on TV if it wasn't for Ford, but that can go either one of two ways. They could have had an off-brand Papa Jacks, and people will go, what? Couldn't afford the real thing? Or they could use Papa John's and ground it in real life. Considering the movie takes place at Life magazine and not a made-up magazine, it makes sense for every other brand in the movie to be real. Besides, they never mentioned that Papa John's in Greenland was a good thing. If anything, they treat franchising like the cancer You, it is. You, it'd be like watching a sci-fi movie where there's a McDonald's on the moon.
0: <laughs>
2: what? I don't know what he's talking about. E-Harmony doesn't quite come off as being useful either, though the arc of the film, through the arc of the film, Walder does these crazy things because he wants to build up his profile and impress Cheryl, Christian Vig. But as soon as he starts doing these things, he quits E-Harmony because he realizes it's a ridiculous reason to do anything. Gah! I could go on defending it many other
1: ways, but I won't. Has he been defending it? It's been odd because I think I don't. Th- I think he's. A, 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 a it hasn't sounded
0: like a defence to me.
1: But it is a defence, though. Okay. I'm sure you're bored of my email already.
2: I cried at the end of this movie when they revealed. Whoa! I've not <laughs> seen it. Spoilers! Don't. Yes. Yeah, spoilers. Yeah. When the spoilers when they re, when they revealed. No, what... Don't say it! Don't say it! Just... Oh no, he doesn't say it. He just says. Okay. When they revealed what the photo was, he spent all his time chasing. It was fantastic. But then I'm the kind of guy who still watches network TV. I don't have Netflix. I think social media is actually anti social media. <laughs> well, right on. I still read physical magazines on a monthly basis.
1: Yeah, I love physical magazines. Well, you don't, Billy. Yeah. I still. <laughs> It's physical magazines. Though, like no, but that's a... what you've got to say there, isn't it? What? You've got to differentiate between the internet magazines and the physical magazines. No, you don't. What's an internet magazine? That's what magazines are. But its He's talking about the actual thing to hold in your hand rather yeah, than... I know what he's than... saying. I still wear a watch. I don't even have any kind of mobile phone, flip or smart.
2: I identify with old school Walter. Obviously, I'm not cool like you, which is why my views differ so much. Winky smiley face. I would recommend giving it another go. It's anything but cynical. Sure, they may have had to resort to cynical means to get it made, but that's how the industry works now. It's a means to an end. Try watching it again with just the end part in mind. Like how you might enjoy a sausage because you've blocked out of your mind what they're made of. Keep watching the films. I don't expect you to read this, any of it, on the show. Sorry it's so long, fellas. Love the show. Bye.
0: We read all of it. We read the whole thing. Thank you, uh, Canon
1: um, I That's good. Obviously, um, we appreciate all your opinions, and um, I disagree with all of those. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fair enough. I don't think there is a hopeful message to it, but I just, I'm suspicious about it. Incidentally, if you want to read the story, which I have since read someone posted, and I put it on our Facebook wall. Yes. And it always put in the Walter Mitty. It's based on a short story in Time mag- uh, magazine, I can't remember. It's only about a 1,000 words, the original Walter Mitty story. Oh, right. It's a really famous short story. It's really great. Have a look on our Facebook page. And, um, do you want to do this bit when you talk about how you email in and all that stuff? Oh, yeah, It's, it's sure. much more succinct when it comes from you.
0: Yeah, thank you for your emails, guys. If uh, you're listening out there and would like us to read your email out in an episode, then why not email us, dearfilmfandango at gmail.com. Or you can write on our Facebook page. We can read those out as well, facebook.com forward slash filmfandango or if you just like to uh, post some film-related stuff and share it with the listeners, you can put it there. Or you can tweet us, at FilmFandango, or if you want to give us personal abuse, at MrDavidRees or at Marrick Larwood.
1: What do you mean personal abuse? Well, that's what Twitter's for, isn't it? Um, Bill Boswell's uh, set in an app, an app, which is brilliant. What is it? Well, you know, uh, I always seem to go for a wee at the wrong time. Don't I ever. There is an app called Runpee, spelled R-U-N-P-E-E. It's not just... P, sorry, I, I should put it in context. I always... <laughs> when I'm watching a film in the cinema... Yes. I always need to go to the loo at, at some point, because they all three hours long, and I, and I drink a massive bottle of... I Coca-Cola. went to the cinema
0: to see the original Alien, because it was being re-shown yeah. in town, and... Uh, and you would think that's a fairly specialist thing? You would have thought people going to see that they love films, right? Yeah, they must do. Eight people got up and went to the loo and then came back down the rows during that film.
1: Eight, mm. all of them women. Hmm, I don't know what that means. Cystitis. Okay. <laughs> um, the app is called Rumpy, and it tells you the best time to run for a pee during a film. As in which is the boring bit and it te- and it says it gives you the a quote when to go and it tells you what happened okay. during the P time
0: can you can you test it have you got it there
1: no I'm going to try it next time because right? okay. it's brilliant I don't know how much it costs when to it's got a couple of uh, it's, it's great um, Bob uh, Bill Boswell sorry posted on our Facebook site it's great I'm really pleased I think it could change could change my life
0: so they they're just rating the 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 most irrelevant boring bit of a film yeah, that you the, can actually. The exposition. I wonder if I left at the right time in Prometheus. We so should check that.
1: Almost, you want to check when you've gone if you have gone at the right time. Yeah, and it's sort of a, quite a, an indictment on your film if you've got a
0: time. Then you or could more go. than
1: one time. <laughs> if you've got like fifty or sixty p time, you know just. Just go for a massive piss for the end to the end bit. This,
0: this list of possible cues for me to go to a toilet is the whole
1: script. Yeah, <laughs> it's just the whole film. So it's, you can judge how bad the film is by how many pee times are on Rumpy, probably.
0: Yeah, that's a good. That's a good rating.
1: Um, also, if you want to, this podcast, we um, just relies on funding from you to pay for our Libsyn subscription, and if there's any left over, which there normally isn't, um, for us to go and see films. So You can donate. It really helps. Thank you so much to anyone who's donated so far. To pay for this to keep all episodes online, and you just go to filmfandango.co.uk. Click on the donate button, and any gradations are really gratefully received. Thank you very much. Thank Um, you. So, uh, shall I talk about. uh, What did you go see? I went to go and see a film. Wow, good choice. As usual, I do think it has been, I said a couple of weeks ago, this is almost the leanest period I've ever. They're still showing the, the hotel, what's it called? Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah, my, the same film, so like, three weeks in my cinema.
0: It's still the wireless password at the Curzon Soho.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> that chewing in the background is Buddy eating a bone. Sorry, mate, it's a bit noisy. Oh, Thank no. Thank you. And you can see his sad face when he had the bone taken off. That's terrible. I oh, know you got to. De- now, David, the backstory is David is giving Buddy that he just de squeaked the toy for him. And as usual, it's that gonna is make the some sirens thing off in the background. What did you go and see at the cinema? I went to see a film called Blue Ruin. I've got a theory, right? Um, that every film with blue in the title is brilliant. Blue Valentine was really good, I've seen lately my favorite film was last year, as I banged on about practically every episode, blue is the warmest colour. Yeah. Um, blue Velvet, another classic yeah, film. Right. Blue Jasmine was the great last three year. Colors blue. I've not seen that. It's good. Blue ruin. Now this. There is... must be a bad
0: film. <laughs> that's that's my uh, that's my challenge. Tell me, what's the plot of Blue Ruin? What is it?
1: Okay, uh, this is an independent film which did really well at all the film festivals last year and has got a wider release. Uh, the plot is there's a, a guy. He's in his car, which is a blue ruin, living in his car. And uh, when he finds out that the man who uh, murdered his parents has been released from prison. So he returns uh, back to where he used to live to on a vengeance mission. That is about all I, I should reveal of it. I know in the past, um, regular listeners, all 18 million of you, I have. I would want to go and see a, an action film, So I've slagged off action films. This is a suspense-filled violent, it reminded me of there's a British director called Ben Wheatley, uh and his films are quite violent. Like he does the films I read really like Kildist and yeah, Down, Down Terrorist. Terrace, his first film. It's almost an American version of that. Oh really? They shot it all on a C three hundred, which is a low budget camera. The budget for the oh, I'll go into the budget later on. Um it's so this guy who plays the lead, uh goes back on his vengeance mission and it's just things go wrong he gets involved in this the, the group the, the family that the murderer is from it's like a real criminal fam, family it's quite complicated what's going on it's dramatic tense exciting it feels so tight it feels it's 90 minutes long um, and it feels it's really tightly written exciting uh, I am going to say dramatic for 800th time <laughs> Um, Phil, I loved it I really loved it and it's so refreshing to see a lead um, he's not you know when you see something you think, oh he's a brilliant actor who is actor a bloke called Macon Blair or mate spell M-A-C-O-N Blair it's directed by Jeremy oh, Saulnier, uh and who wrote it as well um, so you see this actor in a part and you think oh he's great what's he been in before because he's got an amazing face and he's got these sad eyes and this the look in his face, this um, sort of look just of desolation, a really unusual look, which is interesting to watch. You can watch his face all day. Um, he's a comic writer who has collaborated with the director and they put their own money into funding these films. They did it through Kickstarter. Wow. They got their own funding. They bought a cheap camera because they realised they had to reshoot stuff. They be they could go out and shoot it. They did it on eight locations. They got all the actors, and they pulled favours. They maxed out their credit cards. <laughs> they, I think the budget the was about, proper labour. Of the love. budget was uh, about hundred thousand uh, um, dollars. Uh, they spent all their money. They put all their life it's good interviews you read online. Look up Jeremy Saulnier. Look up uh, Blue Ruin, and you read about how they made it. This is the film that you should make an effort to see. I know it's probably at the end of its run, or buy this on DVD, or pay for this, because these are the people who are making um, great cinema, which is more it's interesting, and it's it, it just feels like you're watching something fresh and exciting and dramatic. It's not a lot of independent films are quite slow, and the action quite doesn't necessarily work. It's a real action mm. suspense thriller. Um, 90 minutes long, great film go and watch this film if you want to see uh, or get it out on when it's released I loved it and I think this, we should be supporting I know bang out, bang on about how much I hate superhero films these are the films we should be supporting these great filmmakers who are putting their you know lives on the line to, to pursue some art form and when it's successful to get behind it so I implore people if you want to watch a good film it's very violent uh, in places uh if you like a good action film, watch this. The protagonist, the lead, Mac and Blair, who plays a guy called Dwight, isn't your normal hero. He's sort of a downtrodden person who finds himself in a situation where he has to do things that he's not uh, uh, comfortable with, which makes it all the more interesting. He's not someone who gets into fights and yeah, yeah. is involved in action sequences. He's a normal person. and I think that makes it all the more exciting because he seems so normal and he's more vulnerable. So when you're following him doing, getting all these situations, it's scarier because he's not, you know, your Bruce Willis action person. He's someone who gets hurt. uh, But they're always the better uh, heroes, I think. Yeah.
0: You know, and I think it used to be the case in major sort of mainstream Hollywood films as well. The likes of your um, uh, Rocky Balboas and Indiana Joneses. And in, in fact, Bruce Willis as well. They are sort of freight trains that, keep getting knocked down and they do get knocked down but they keep getting back up again all mm. bloodied whereas the modern one is a sort of untouchable kung fu god who no one ever bruises yeah um and that's far less interesting
1: yeah you're scared when your hero gets hurt and your in yeah. your skero your hero's vulnerable i mean how many
0: times does indiana jones get punched to the dirt or dragged through the dirt by a car or whatever like all the time all yeah. the time he's constantly getting hit it is. You're absolutely right. It's far more interesting. So, you started this podcast saying you think it's the most fallow week in uh, uh, cinema, and yet we've just had two great films. We yeah, about. I suppose.
1: I think there's not much
0: ch- choice. There's not a big blockbuster, is what you're yeah, saying. Uh, uh, and this was. What big... is the big release this week? There isn't one, is there?
1: I think people are still going about Frozen I read an article I saw it I, I watched it because it's become a
0: huge cult hit huge now, cult hit it's now the sixth most uh, highest grossing worldwide film of all time um, just behind Iron Man 3 it's, that's the sort of level we're talking about for this movie
1: the big blocks, bosses out at the moment are Tarzan the animation both be awful. Bad Neighbours uh, didn't we really want to go and see it the other woman and then the amazing Spider-Man and Rio 2 I think Noah's still out as well. Yeah, yeah. It's not um but if if Blue Ruin's still on, I think you're only on a very few cinemas. Uh go and see it. I think a couple of people emailed in when I I tweeted about it saying it was their favourite film of the year so far. I think it's um when it whenever it comes out uh on on D V D you should get it. i said I'll keep on repeating myself. I don't want to spoil it too because I think you so easy to spoil yeah. this one. Yeah. But go and watch Blue Ruin. Cool. All right.
0: Well, I think that's it for this week. We'll be back next week with more films. What are you going to wear? What am I going to wear? Probably something similar. That but, ah, um, but I'll lose the fascinator.
1: What is the fascinator?
0: Fascinator is a tiny hat that you wear on the side of your head. Oh, of
1: course you had it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, thanks for listening and keep watching the films. films. Bye.